Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You're here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. Sounds like lick. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I don't lost the plot. I was actually, you know, we are captain consistency <laughs> at the moment, getting this podcast out every single week. Can you even believe? Um, I was actually going to like not record today because I had a ton of work to do. Uh, but look, here we go. No excuses. No excuses gets you progress, guys, and also gets you the results that you want, which is for us right now a consistent podcast. Yeah, you sound very motivational. What really? Which yeah. actually today we're actually not going to talk about motivation as such. We're actually going to talk about how um, your body is a reflection of your thoughts. Mm. Now it's quite powerful. Don't Pretty need to deep. drop it in you too early, mm. um, but I think it really does like bring you back to certain, I guess. Uh, well, certain ways that you can actually adapt your mindset to think more positively um, about situations that you might not right now feel that great about. Um, and just also in the sense of like how you view yourself um, in in any sense is almost what holds you back. And I think like it's really important in a, in a day and age where comparison is something that is like thriving through a lot of us because we have the obviously extensive use of like social media and always being connected and seeing other people's lives. It's led us into a generation of people that just literally can't help but compare themselves to others. And I think this all links back into one in the sense of like your body that you stand in today is literally a product of what you thought and action, like because a thought is then going to be an action or a behavior. So let's talk, Mark. Um, Mark's about to fall asleep, clearly. No, I'm just listening to No, I'm just paying attention. Oh, you're paying attention, listening. There we go, like a good husband should. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with regards to... It's almost like manifesting your thought process into existence. I think, um, right, okay, so I think we need to clarify quickly. Like, I find, like, manis- like manifestation incredibly awkward. I and, and we had this... So, in this world, a lot of these things is like, I want this, I aspire to this, I'm going to get this, I already have this, even if you don't have this. And it's repeating that to yourself on a day-to-day basis and envisioning, envisioning your you doing that, you living that, you being that, and literally living through that. And due to the frequency of the way that the universe kind of runs, technically it kind of runs in a model of law of attraction. And then the more you think about it, the more you act, you know what I mean? You then become that person that you've thought about so hard, you know? But I think the problem is, is that manifestation, it's so easy to like think, I think it's like so financially orientated, like mm. manifesting for a lot of people. Mm. It's mm. like, I need this financial wealth or I need more money. Yeah, but tangible goods. Yeah, like... tangible goods rather than actually like, I always say we're going to bring it back to health with manifestation. But like when people always ask me, like, how did you get into a position of where you are like today, having been incredibly overweight and probably being, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm the opposite. I am the complete opposite now in the sense of what I look like. I'm not the opposite Mm. in the sense of skinny. I'm in the opposite in the sense of like, I've created a physique and a mindset and a lifestyle that genuinely I can live on a day-to-day basis and and I fucking love. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's really important when you're somebody that's going through 
a large weight or something, or something that's like transformative in your day-to-day life, if you constantly dwell in your current situation and you physically can't envision what you're going to be like or you want to be like, you're kind of effectively stuck at a brick wall. So if you're in that position where you look at yourself and you hate yourself, you know, you think, oh, why have I done this? What am I like? Why have I put on weight? Why do I need to lose weight? What am I doing with myself? You know, mm. and you constantly dwell in those thoughts. You're, you're never going to be able to step into the person that you want to become. Would, so, um, would you say that that was the kind of narrative you had when you were in that situation? I think with myself at the start, it was like, I think it was all like I had, I had the goal that like I didn't want to be like where I was, do you know what I mean? I struggled with it because I think, you know, you do rely quite heavily your goals on other people. And I think that's something that, you know, for example, for me to have made progress, did I think that perhaps maybe I needed to go to like a fat loss camp or I needed to do all of these things? And I think sometimes that can like, I don't know, detract the fact that what you're focusing on yourself is not just directly linked to a certain environment that you were in, you know, and actually what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, the actions that you take is actually something you're doing, you know, and you're taking responsibility for that. But I think for myself, like in the last phase of my, where I am now, yeah, I fully fucking envisioned that I wanted to be the where I am right now, yeah. and I am, do you know what yeah. I mean? And I continually do. And I was like, and, and you know, whether that came from, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I wanna be fucking strong, do you know what I mean? Mm. All I did was just consistently push myself, do you know what I mean? Like, all True. I did, like, and you know, people sit there and go, how the fuck, do you know what I mean, have you done that? Like, so many mm. people have said it recently. <laughs> I mean, even like your best mate said yesterday. Yeah, what did he say? He was like, George is fucking jacked. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, Christ, I don't know like whether or not the biceps are screaming He's too much. Like, back like, and shoulders. The back and shoulders, fuck. Yeah, I mean, look, but then there's been, you know, to get to this position, I had to see myself as it was. Was I always like this? Absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? And I think you've just, if you think about your current position, hate your current position, you're not going to get anywhere closer to being in the position that you want to be in. Correct. And I think, you know, it's so easy when you are you hate yourself, do you know what I mean? Let's be honest, like, let, I never brush it over and make it look like fairies and unicorns. Like, a lot of people really dislike themselves. Like, and I've come across mm-hmm. this so much where they spend their whole fucking life criticizing what they look like, why yeah. they're not. Yeah. And yeah. they wonder why they're still in the same position. If you think mm. these negative thoughts, mm. all you're doing is damaging yourself. Correct. And it's exactly the same as, oh, we were talking about this the other day, of like, when you comment on somebody else, like, a lot of the time, uh, people will comment on, say, if you are somebody that's quite overweight, you'll comment on other people being overweight before you actually kind of like turn inwards and fucking self-reflect on yourself, you know? Yeah. And it's that whole thing of obviously it's subconscious mm-hmm. but if you think really that negatively of other people like you can think that but the only thing it's damaging is your fucking self because yeah. you you're not outwardly saying do you're you know not, what i think yeah. I, fuck, I fucking think you're disgusting yeah, do you know what it's, I mean? it's only turning inwards do you know what I mean? so everything you do and everything you say to yourself is literally a product of what you are right now and i say that when i was really overweight i was a complete product of what the fuck i just chose to do on a day-to-day basis and i thought was right for me which was railing drugs, fucking going out all the time, eating excess amounts of food, 
being in poor mm. environments in the sense of like the support system around me yeah. and ending up in like a really fucking shit situation. But if I dwelled on that and hadn't have thought in my head, you know what, I really want to be somewhere else. And I really see this girl growing into a woman who's like, not this, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I can't physically think that I can let everybody around me down, do you know what I mean? Sure. The fact that this was gonna be such a creature, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and that's why I, so I envision myself, I didn't know what I envisioned in the sense you, of, you, I didn't see a, a particular physique. I don't think I ever, in, in at, right at the start, envisioned where I am now, but I did envision that I was gonna get hell of a lot fucking closer to where I wanted to be. <laughs> And that was like mm. probably halfway. And then when negative things in your hap happen you're in like your life. A, you're like a butterfly. Oh, you're such a piss take, honestly, I'm not. Mark. I've, I've watched you. You're I've so, watched you're you. cringe as fuck. You know what this is like. Why is For it me, cringe? manifesting is sometimes, I describe it to Mark as this. I have two. Considering I started off as your coach, so I'm. Yeah, all right, Mark. Overall, and how did that end? You ended up inside of me, do you know what I mean? So let's ask, how fucking progressed your pro was that? Progress <laughs> has been. Uh, but that was really weird because in the gym earlier and I'm going to give you a compliment here okay because oh, this is fucking rare for me to do it's a good thing we're recording this no okay because you've got now you can replay it this is going to be the only snip the only snip snip sucky sucky yeah I'm going to put it on the Instagram and then I'm going to pin it so everybody always asks, like, how did we meet? Do you know what I mean? And the situation in which, like, we did meet was, it's not a rare situation no, in the sense of, like, you know, a trainer and a client, do you know what I mean, like, getting together. But it is, like, in the sense of business-wise, probably, like, alarm bells in the sense of whether or not yeah. it's going to be, like, no, a consistent... But it's not great, is it? No, no, no. But if you start shaking your clients, it's game over. Oh, it's what, Mark? I would like to think we were more than a fucking shag, for no, Christ's sake. Do you know what I mean? You're obsessed with me. No, now I'm going to take away all the nice things. No, 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 no positive on. thoughts. No, no, carry on, carry on, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully think I manifested being with you. Like, I actually physically remember saying to my friends and to everybody around me at the time that I met you that I was going... Well, actually, I first said, I'm going to fuck you. And then nice. I think it progressed into, like, nice. I'm going to be with this person. I actually visually remember, like, thinking I'm going to be with him. And I feel like that's, again, law of attraction. Is that yeah. fucking weird? Am I a psychopath? Do you want to run away now? No, not at all. Oh, I no, because you're now more of a psychopath than me, like. Why would you say that? Because you said that if I ever, 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 yes. like, went with somebody else, that you would kill me. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. Like, actually physically kill me. I think I could. I've got it in me. Uh, yeah, that's not a good thing. It's probably just too much testosterone, which, again, is not a bad thing Yeah, it's not a, a bad man. thing. It keeps you nice and youthful. It keeps your iron levels up. Yeah, yeah and your uh, fact of the day, uh, a man with healthy testosterone levels should have at least four to six hours of erection time whilst they're sleeping. <laughs> That's How disturbing like... is that, is that figure? Yeah, like... So whilst <laughs> I'm sleeping, my dick is hard for four hours. Excuse me? <laughs> oh my God, I just don't believe that. I don't know, maybe it is, because then why yeah, would you... Yeah, but when you wake up in the morning, you've, well, depending on what age you are, you've got an absolute rager. Depending what age you are, yeah. <laughs> Depending how much you care about yourself, you've got an absolute yeah. rage. Yeah, like, well, actually, not necessarily, because some, some really like I know, like some I have known some really unhealthy men have like ridiculously good sex size, but I wonder if they're propped up on fucking Viagra. 
Yeah, you never know. I guess it's. I mean, just, like you just try to stereotype that it's. I mean, a bit of Viagra, I'm sure, gets you going, but like you know, you would want to potentially be having a healthy testosterone replacement, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but anyway, where did we get to? Because I was saying I manifested you, and then suddenly mm. you're about talking about hard dicks. That's literally where we got to. So now, <laughs> now are you going to try and like speak about anything else, or are you just going to talk about hard dicks? No, I think that's my contribution for today. No, I think, but it's 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 very obvious that I think you know the same as I was. I think the same in the sense of our bodies, you know, our product or our thoughts in the sense of food as well, because. You know, we've spoken about this before. It's like, are you what you eat? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. On a day-to-day basis. Mm, mm, mm. And I think, like, it, it's one of these things where with nutrition, I actually want to go a little bit off topic here and talk about, like, go weight on. loss with nutrition. Yeah, go Because on. it's becoming more and more apparent how many people literally are spending their whole lives losing weight. Like, yeah. their whole lives mm. are spent trying to lose weight. Mm. It's all they're trying to do. I'm trying do you to lose think weight. That, do you think that's sometimes because the vast majority of people are unsuccessful in achieving Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. So it's 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 not because... But is it because their, tar- their, their whole envision is losing weight and they can't seem to envision what they're going to feel and mm. be like? So all they're thinking about is that I need to lose weight. Mm. And so to lose weight, it's directly related to a number it's, on a scale. It's very... If I haven't lost that number on a scale, then I haven't done anything. Yeah. But the problem is what's that's massive massively stopping them mm. because you need to and for weight loss to be successful mm, mm. you need to envision what you want to be where do you want to be it's, yeah it's, it's not so much looking at it like uh just purely at the the end result it's looking at the lifestyle that you are that you have to build to get the result as opposed to just focusing so, on yeah i need to lose x amount of kilos which in reality, whenever we consult with people and they say, I, they say, I want to lose 10 pounds, you say to them, well, what is m- more important? You looking a specific way or you weighing that exact number? Because sometimes, d- depending if you strength train or not, you, that ideal uh, weight loss goal could vary because you're changing your body composition by building muscle mass yeah but i think it's such a can i be completely honest and i think it's about time that somebody said it i think this whole body recomposition has given people who are naturally quite overweight this excuse that they don't need to do anything and can don't ever have to go into a deficit they can stay at maintenance and just slowly creep away at fucking fat loss and it's so disappointing because at the end of the day it's too slow like, you know, like body, for body recomp to happen, you've got to have seen something to start off with. You can't expect yeah. you can body recomp from having 10, 15, 20 kilos of fat on you. Yeah, I you guess physically the, can't. The, the, like, if I, like, like I said to you, I didn't envision a body I have now, do you know what I mean, mm. when I was morbidly overweight. Mm. I envisioned somebody that was just healthier. Mm. You know, like at that time, it wasn't super muscular and this blah, blah, blah. It was just. I want to be, I guess, better, slimmer, healthier than what I am now. But I think it's one of these things that body recomp is a bit of a murky water. I think body recomp works incredibly well for petite uh, individuals who, especially women, who very much have a lower, like, for example, if you're a petite individual, you're naturally going to have a lower TDE a day. Your intake of food yeah. is naturally going to have to be lower and it's mm. fucking miserable. Yeah, it's and you're working down on the scale in the sense of like, not only the scale in the sense of your your weight, at that kind of situation, petite, we would then think, 
okay, we need to take a very heavy body recomposition route where somebody's not having to like heavily sacrifice some calories, but is getting the lifestyle and building that lifestyle where they can maintain it. But I don't think body recomp is something that I say to some of our clients, like, you know, with the rate that you're going, do you know what I mean? Or the fact that you haven't been able to be adhered, adhered to this, do we focus more on you seeing very, very slow results, do you know what I mean? But it's better for you to be adherent. Or do you want to see those results that you like need to be in a deficit for? Mm. And the reality is, is that a lot of people want to see results, you know? Yeah, and like, true. you know, body recomposition, it takes so long. It's only, it's I feel like it's only a, only a viable option after a deficit. It's though. a product of consistency. Body recomposition does yeah. not just happen because you yeah. decide to like lift a pair of weights yeah, yeah. and if eat one day excess, of protein. If you've got excess body fat, it's it's very almost imp almost impossible to quantify your progress as you. you know, yes, so you can, hard. Yes, yeah. you can essentially quantify it by lifting more weight or getting stronger in the gym, but for the vast majority of people, that's not the goal. They want to look better, not just. Imagine body get... recomposition as being the proportion of body fat to body um, to lean muscle mm. tissue. So. You know, you, for you to be able to recomp that, do you know what I mean? In the sense of, okay, I want to see my muscle. You've actually got to be in a position to know that you've even got any. Yeah, like, that's very and, true. And anything, body recomp, you know, if you're going to strength train, that's automatically going to put you in a position of benefit. Yeah. Like in my in my position, that that would I would always say to somebody that obviously strength training is going to completely and utterly adapt your physique if it's done on a consistent basis. But if you're nailing a shit ton of calories not really being adherent to protein, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the reality is you're not gonna see that result. No. So I think, you know, it is one of these things with people that are like wanting to lose weight. Like the reality is, is we speak to so many people and all they want to do is lose weight, literally. But no, would you not say that, okay, well statistically, <laughs> let's look at the current statistics with regards to the United Kingdom with Go. I'm gonna round it up a little bit by a couple of percent, but like fifty percent of a specific age group or demographic within the UK are deemed to be obese. So would you not as then assume that the vast majority of people need to lose weight? Hence the reason why people want to lose weight all the time. I, you know, I would be very interested as to know where they get these absolute stats from. Oh, just wait, just go and send Tesco's car park. And no, just no, it's people, not. Like, honestly, like, it's no, not it's not. Important. But like, what I'm trying to say to you is the fact that like, for us to have had accurate data from that, like, we would have to be weighing like a large percentage of the population and actually Which they do at the, in, in the NHS. Yeah. But Mark, not everybody can one get into the NHS and there's a large percentage of the population. I, like I, for example, I'm effectively an anomaly. You're an anomaly. My mother's an anomaly. She doesn't get weighed at the fucking doctors. My sister's probably an anomaly. She doesn't get either. You know what I'm trying to say in the sense that actually the research is a little bit, yes, there is, we are morbidly obese in the UK and like in many other nations around the world. But yeah. the stats are not... Like you say 50%, you know, where are they actually getting? Like I haven't weighed on an NHS scale for them to take that data in fucking Christ. Yeah, but Christ, it doesn't like... necessarily mean that they haven't got a, a 
dangerous. They don't know my way. Like, fuck no. Does somebody no, they know don't my know way. your way, but they might know or have enough data sets through the databases over the given years to then extrapolate that data to a high percentage of. Like, for example, accuracy. I haven't been to doctors in, like, apart from a smear test, like, fucking yeah, but five remember years. they're going to take your BMI anyway and, and probably with the amount of muscle mass you have, you'll probably... No, it's not, I'm not fucking... I'm not saying I'm the stat of somebody being overweight. Christ, I'm not. I'm already in, like, a very health... But I'm saying that you can imagine that to be able to get an actual, like, answer in the mm. sense of a stat, you then need to weigh it up against the people that are reasonably healthy and fit and in shape versus those that are morbidly obese. But you do realise that those that aren't don't have potentially weight issues on maybe not the ones necessarily directly going to medical I, to be weighed. What I'm trying to say is it doesn't add up because you're not weighing everybody. No, I would assume that. And so you're not weighing always... the population that are healthier, do you know what I mean, on the scale? But well, you're you're taking be, all the stats of somebody that's very overweight. So the, the percentage is not actually necessarily correct. What happens if you're going in for a flu shot and then they just top your records up by just getting you on the scale? They don't ever do that. Is that not a thing? I don't know. I've, I've, I, I mean, the last time... I've been like, to the doctors maybe once and then you can... The last time I would have been weighed at the doctors is probably like when you spoke about like contraceptive pills or whatever. Mm. But like I used to hate going to the doctors because they, if they weighed you, they'd be like, you're so fat. And it's just like, okay... Like, do you mean so are you? No, no, it's like... very different because when when we had obviously put growing up, we had private medical in Zimbabwe. So you, when you go there, you the woman would generally weigh you and take your height, especially as a child, just so that they could. Yeah, but I'm saying that you a... say that if like, I'm just coming back to the fact you've got to have if you want to get an accurate answer, like to actually how many people are obese and in how many economic situations yeah. and socioeconomic situations, which would be mm. very interesting to know because I I think mm. that they always they obviously always say the lowest socioeconomic are always the mm. worst off in the sense of their weight management yes. and the fact that you should be then thinking that those that are more better off or you'd say mid what would you say middle class. Yeah. Middle class? Yeah, middle, I think you would classify it essentially as middle class, yeah. Middle, you know what I mean? That they, They're the ones that statistically would be healthier because they Correct. have the availability of X, Y, and Z. Correct. But I'd be actually really interested to know the percentage of those in the middle class now versus the so lower socioeconomic classes as to actually whether it's comparable. Because yeah. I, uh, like, yeah. our job works with majority of mm. those that are working professionals that can afford to have additional help you know so that's going to put you into some demographic of yeah. people you know what i mean with if you can afford additional income. help yeah. with disposable, you know what i mean or that's something you want to put your money towards like yeah. that puts you into a group of people you know yeah. what i mean so I would, and having worked and do work with it consistently and yeah. always speak with these yeah. people, yeah. know that that class of people are dealing with a lot of, you know, whether it's an extreme amount of alcohol from, you know, mm. for they've put, but like, it's almost like, actually, of course, you've now got access to everything if you've mm. got more money. Like mm. if you've got more mm. disposable income, Christ, you've got literally access to yeah obliterate yourself mm. if you want in london you could order a couple of bottles of whispering angel a fucking sushi takeaway mm. you know what i mean it's very luxurious do you know what i mean rosé wine well oh. for christ's sake all your clients drink it and literally, literally not all of them but whispering like angel. the london lot yeah um it's like it's just i it's i don't i don't think it's even a nice rose no. i don't know because i don't drink wine it's a light rosé <laughs> 
That's all I know. I did used to yeah. drink it. So we saw that headline come up the other day that obesity is costing the British economy £100 billion annually. And for some strange reason, they interviewed the guy that owned that owned Leon. Oh, the and Leon he basically was saying that um, it's the government's responsibility to tackle the um, obesity pandemic uh, due to the, um, uh, I think he, he said it was obesogenic environment so basically everything or our entire environment whether it's the marketing from the advertising oh, tv yeah. to the you know the layouts of the amount of the shops you know when you walk in and it's just literally just chips crisps not again with everything within moderation but just the entire environment that is currently available for people can i also now. say on the go takeaway food restaurants opening but up whether how they're do health- you tackle that do you know what i mean like because i'm currently again, like you said like it's now creeped into the middle class where you know, the metabolic health of these individuals statistically is getting worse, regardless of your socioeconomic background. And that's due to the environment that is, I don't think, you know, it is it is in your control, but, um, you know, it's so... Well, I, I genuinely think, and I, I come back to the a case study literally that I'm doing right now with a client who is... Um, a very I'm nutritionally planning for in the sense of strategizing and it's a very unique situation because it's it has to all be like completely on the go she's a very busy individual working um and I'm almost like a little bit astounded at first of all like the responsibility that like okay so I've actually shared my opinion on this before and I was had pros and cons to it in the UK, they started to launch calories on menus, okay? Yeah. And I do think that that was like eye-opening to a lot of people. They were like, Jesus Christ, do you know what I mean? Like, how on earth? Yeah. But in my opinion, the restaurants need to have the responsibility for not fucking loading their food like a bunch of twats. Because I've just sent like four emails this morning to different restaurants in London located where my client is based saying like, can you please give me like literally the accurate nutritional information of your menu? I have a client who literally needs to achieve X, Y, and Z. I can't, you know, she frequents these places. I need her eating at your restaurants, but you're not providing me with the right data. So I have no fucking clue how much she's eating and what she should be eating from your restaurants. And these restaurants are all health restaurants. What the fuck? Anyway, I'm prone further, you know, discussion, research, whatever. Jesus Christ, the amount of calories some of these like lunch foods contain and for absolutely no nutritional value. Like fine if you're going to eat 800 calories of a wrap if it's going to give you 60 grams of protein. Yeah. Fine. But don't eat 800 calories of a fucking halloumi wrap at lunch which offers you like 11 grams of protein. That's all coming from literally mayonnaise probably squirted all over the fucking show. You know, in like a high fat dressing or whatever. None of it's nutritionally valuable. And it's the restaurant's fucking... These these people have no... We are formed to quick, easy, unpro... You know what I mean? You know, especially for a lot of people that don't have any structure. You're so pro... I'm just going to pick this up. I'm going to pick that up. 
But like, do you not think that these restaurants like need to have a risk, like, take a responsibility that they know that they've got millions of people coming in and out of their doors. Some of these they, like, they, they like almost pret, needs like to all be of those, like a, like a cap almost on the on the calorie amount for a specific dish. Do you know what I mean? Like. A wrap shouldn't be 800 calories. No, unless you've got double chicken fucking halloumi. Yeah, and so the there fucking needs to be like, there needs to be like a sliding scale of like macronutrients to calories per <coughs> 100 grams. You know, if you have 800 calories for you to, you know, deem your restaurant to be, you know, nutritionally viable, which I think should be a thing. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, because it's a responsibility that you know, that excellent, like, I know how many people, uh, Pret is a very vegan example, but there's some very, like, high-end health restaurants in London where they probably have thousands frequent for going in, and like, especially in the, like, uh, well-to-do fucking, yeah. like, uh, working professional environments. Do you know what I mean? These places cost a fortune to eat at. Do you know what I mean? To go and get something on the go. But you can't be classifying yourself as, like, a health restaurant where you've got this, like, quinoa salad with walnuts and fucking, you know what, you know, whatever, chia seeds sprinkled in, a load of, like, fucking yeah. olive oil and whatever. And the salad itself has got zero nutritional value, barring maybe a couple of vitamins, but it still contains, as a side, like, 600 yeah. calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? Like, so a that's lot of not... people would, would now argue with you and say, well, how can you say a salad has no nutritional value? But like Georgia says, like, in terms of... What it does it, to your it body. does have a lot of like micronutrients and you know a lot panels I, I can't I don't even think we need like to that, back that up because I actually genuinely think it's because do you know what we we work with real people and we get them yeah. like literally real results yeah. in the sense of what is the reality of the yeah. situation but I think that I think that that's where the that's where the the disconnect between the general population and like for us as coaches is is a person would consume that due to the marketing and the limited understanding on nutrition, they would just automatically assume that they are consuming this and this is jam-fact filled mm. with superfoods and, you know, insert all the marketing jargon that these places ram down your throats, mm. thinking, making that assumption that this is a very nutritionally dense uh, meal or option when in reality... I'm not saying that it is or it isn't, but then it's not very practical in the sense of, you know, what as coaches, what we would look at is satiation, volume, you know, enough protein to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, uh, you know, good, uh, good uh, choices of carbohydrates, so on and so forth, that are actually going to be more beneficial to changing your body composition I don't, think, I don't even want to I don't want to relate it back to body composition yes that's going to put you more but it's more a fact of somebody you can't call yourself like whether or not you like it or not if you're fucking obese you're not healthy you might be okay at fucking exercise but having excessive amounts of body weight it's not healthy it's just not there's no so there has to be a responsibility of thermodynamics in people's bodies for them to understand that we can't be going around eating fucking lunches that contain huge amounts of calories on a basis. Forget whether you got a gym goal, fucking fuck that. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you still need responsibility to what you put in your bloody mouth on a day-to-day -day basis. And if you don't want the responsibility, expect so to you, always be. Would you have? I know this would be ridiculous, but like a black, like a blanket kind of 
like law, not a law, but like a blanket thing over the the food industry that like a main should only should not be more than like six hundred calories. No, because like some people require more. Like you've got people that are larger individuals that are eating a thousand calorie meal, or you know I know this with clients. Like you've jumped a thousand calories a meal is you know maybe they're an athlete. Do you know you can't necessarily rule that, but I would say on the on. If we, now, we'd have to look at, again, a lot of research would have to be done to make this blanket statement. But I would say it was the responsibility of those restaurants that are frequented on a daily basis that need to take the responsibility for the consumer. Who is that consumer coming in to your restaurant? If that consumer is a naturally healthy individual, with you know what I mean, then it's going to be slightly different. And that's, you know, you shouldn't necessarily then blanket that 600 calories is your match. But if you realise that literally every single day that come out of the offices, that go into your restaurants, do you know what I mean, are people that are struggling to manage their weights, then there should be a understanding that you need to disclose. Number one, work out a menu that caters to all. So, yeah. like, I fucking hate it, like, with all these restaurants, gym food. What? It's all gym food. If you want any protein, gym food. And gym it's like food. fucking, it's like, it's it's chicken breast with some sweet potatoes and spinach. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Gym food. That's all you should eat if you fucking go to the gym. Do you know what I mean? What? And make it so unenjoyable. It's to make it so unenjoyable. Like, why can't you? The same as, like, some places do have it. It's just all the add-ons that make it just so hectic. Like, the sauces and the Like, you can have, like, a chicken breast and some rice or whatever, but it's, like, the way they cook it, the salads that they add on and all of that, that, like, people just don't realise. Like, I just did it with a client, like, having, sending photos of me so we can get, like, a good understanding of a start of what is being eaten on a day-to-day basis. And, like... It looks like it's so healthy, do you know what I mean? But if you work it out, it's just like 850 calories worth of food. Know, which essentially for... On a, on a woman who... You know, it's got a beer, almost like, literally half the intake on a... Di- on literally, a, yeah. that is the half of the intake. Yeah. Like, because of the... Posi- and, 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 and then... And, the, it, and yes, it might keep you full, yeah. but then again, you've already then nailed breakfast before you've reached that. So most of the time, there's at least a couple of coffees in there that will add on a couple of hundred calories for a lot of people when it comes to milks. Then it'll come to maybe on-the-go oats or fucking yeah. a yogurt pot, granola, and whatever. That adds on because it's just hideous. They don't. There's no nutritional value for what they're giving. They give you yeah. full-fat yogurt, do you know what I mean, with a, a gla- like a, a reduced sort of compote, do you know what I mean, that's got like, you know, and then loads of nuts with granola. You could, as a nutritionist going into these places, say, just make wiser choices. It's not as if you have to go, oh, you can't have yogurt and granola. But what is this offering somebody apart from literally just a shit ton of sugar? Somebody would say taste. Yeah, cool, but you can. But then you're but speaking that all gym foods, though, like all, all food, like that's the problem. They're selling, but but that's the thing is they're not. Why should? Why should a, an establishment care the, that much about the, the user and their own personal... Like, take Leon, because he's just turned it around on the government, do you know what I mean? But is it Leon's fault that none of their fucking boxes, unless you add, like, three tonnes of extra chicken, have, like, more than, like, 16 grams of protein? They're highly calorie-dense. Most people are encouraged to have a box with a fucking potato waffle fries, a drink and a this. You're encouraging people to eat more. Like, this is the problem, these meal deals. Pick up this, pick up that, pick up that, do you know what I mean? People yeah, are like, oh. but, in, but in that gentleman's head, the way that he, when they interviewed him, you would have assumed that his food was literally the 
you know, the answer to... And like any chain of restaurants, whether you like it or not, they go downhill the more you franchise them. He was very saddened by Rishi Sunak's uh, hard, aggressive stance on tobacco, which is a habit that is phasing out, but realises that Rishi Sunak won't uh, tackle the obesity because he likes to drink Coke. Are you fucking joking me? And then that's why you don't take any kind of fucking in but just because you sell, why you sell, se- <laughs> why oh you sell it then it's actually painful at the oh god you know what i mean it's painful what's about you know what you know people what I mean? say again you know your body is a product of your thoughts do you know what I, I mean i just think it's lazy journalism like why are you asking a ceo like about nutritional health just because he runs a really successful franchise but the, but these franchises like domino's has got all these calories on i'm not saying it's it, i would say it does slow down some people when they're like christ that's yeah. a lot of calories it does does. not everybody because there's always going to be the case the same as there's people that are addicted to things that are some some can moderate it the same as you know but if you are i i genuinely i think if not a local italian restaurant in a small town center do you know what i mean that's got no like responsibility other than just seating people for dinner and a couple of no i don't necessarily think you need to be going Mm. and scrutinizing their food i do think with large chains that are becoming more Mm. and more you need to be listing absolutely every nutritional input of it and not make it up like because the reality is i've worked out so many macros of restaurants and Mm. it's like what they're freestyle <laughs> like i was adding up on a consult with a client the other day i was going no that's not correct i was like because if you literally added 11 grams of protein add 16 grams of fat right it mm. just doesn't add up mm-hmm. and it's like a such a huge like yeah. discrepancy yeah. and for somebody like all i'm saying is if you want people to keep on utilizing your restaurants and to be in just take some responsibility. Not everything needs... None of our food is... I would classify as, oh, my God, it's so healthy and clean. No. 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 Like, you can still make delicious food for a lot less calories. If anything, you might save some money. You wouldn't need as yeah, much fucking blows my oil. Mind. Do you know it what really I mean? It really does. It really blows my mind. Obviously, people how... always scrimp on protein because that's the most expensive part of a meal. No, I get that. So I then, like, then, everything. Then you're looking again at the bottom line and the economy, uh, the you know, the balance sheet, and which I guess is you know, you've, that does need to be factored in for you know, running a business that needs that has very essentially, essentially very tight margins, as they are. Like, I just personally think we're in such a shit situation with the health in the UK overall that we shouldn't even be thinking about... I feel like the only way it will ever be addressed is if there's a large, like, subsidy with regards to people moving themselves, whether that's, you know, subsidy for personal training, subsidy for gym memberships. Going for a walk doesn't cost anything, does it? Yeah, but I feel like, like there needs to be... And I know this is very biased, but like the standard and barriers to entry for for personal training needs to be uh, lifted a lot. Oh my God, like the standard the industry They does. then need to be the first port of call for a lot of people before they go to the NA, before they go to the doctors, before they go to the physios. You know, a lot of people with, um, you know, muscle pain, joint pain can be... And, you know, people get their moving, get people eating better, get people actually, like, 
Yeah, but it takes. I'll just be honest you know with you. I, mean, I like that's an ideal world. It's never going to fucking happen because you know why. Like as I said, we're all segmented into groups. You know, if you can afford it, you can have it. If yeah, you but can't, I feel like you if you subsidise it to the point where literally everybody the stand is naturally going to job. You're going to what? What? So you either go and do what? For example, you know we've got all the immigration stuff going down in certain areas of the UK. I think it's down by Kent. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Well. <laughs> Fuck, let me just not open my mouth over that. But anyway, the point is, is that they, the hotels down there made Wherever us... Wherever they are. No. We're in Kent, not in Kent, Cornwall. No, but the hotels that have been bought up by the yes. government in the sense yes. of have made millions and yeah. millions of pounds. And I yeah. just don't see how we can ever do anything from the government where somebody or is not going to be maximising a shit ton of profit. Yeah, no, you know what I mean? And nobody's just... going to get any benefit because that's literally the way the government's oh, no. run. I oh, know. I oh, know. It's like, oh, no. okay, no, mate, I'm not going to give it to you because it doesn't favour me. Yeah, so... No. So I just think that it's not going to be productive the same as elderly should be. But then how do we, how do you, like, it's so difficult to address the environment, you know, with with regards to food and stimulus, marketing, advertising, availability. Again, the responsibility comes back to the person providing it. Like, I'm sorry, but like, yes, it's amazing we've got all of these fucking tasty ass foods that we should all be able to have in moderation. The reality is, None of us can have it in fucking moderation. But then you can't unless you expect have... like Tesco's to be like, okay, right, we're doing, we're gonna, you know, it's not supermarkets okay. that I'm necessarily talking about. Supermarkets already have, and they've already statistically said has dropped the intake of. They've effectively brought in a rule that said that they had to like remove like a lot of the areas in which they were okay. promoting heavily. Like, so then how do you do it then? I you think know, with, like, I come back to the fact stuff, that the government. It's very difficult. You need some common sense, do you know what I mean? Fuck, I could go in there, but... Um, there's also a responsibility on us as humans. And I think there's this, like I said to you the other day, if we talk about food, we talk about nutrition, we talk about you managing your weight on a day-to-day basis, okay? You, for the rest of your life, understanding that you can manage your energy and your intake and understand the fact you can measure it, you know, and that you can do something about it and you can actually manage your weight overall. Like, so many people, like I said, going back to the fact, are so focused on losing weight or being, that they completely and utterly utilize all the tools to get there in the sense of okay well i'll i'll track my calories but i need it to be a barcode scanner i need it to do this i need to do that and it's like lazy and lazy and lazy which means people are tracking losing weight but they're not learning anything <laughs> they're not learning anything they're learning to maybe take accountability for scanning foods so they still understand the quantities the amounts the things that are in containing in that food and I always say to people, like, you cannot expect to be good, have an understanding, know what you're fucking doing if you're not prepared to learn. Mm. And everything, I come back mm. to being mm. a small child. A child who is brought up by parents or a child is brought up by a garden or any child in, in life. The reality is, as a child, when you're told to do something, you have to fucking do it. You have to listen to who your elder is and you do it because you think that that is what a child should do. Now, when we become adults, we literally open ourselves up 
to telling ourselves as an adult we don't have to do something we don't mm. have to take responsibility because i'm the adult i'm going to tell myself i don't need to do this and nobody's going to tell me otherwise and that's when you end up in a society of excuse ridden people yeah. because you're all adults i'm sorry at the end of the day you're mm. all adults you know mm. but you're not behave you know you're behaving like Take yourself back to when your parents told you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they force you. They force you. Can you please eat your vegetables? No, yeah. you need to do this. You go to bed at that time. Yeah. No, take yourself back to the fact of that you and everything you did as a child, you had to learn, absorb, and get better at. And it's exactly the same as any element of your health as mm. an adult. Mm. If you want to have the freedom, the acceptance, the understanding, the flexibility where you feel like you are not like some uncontrollable toddler around food, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to spend consistent period of time, not for the calories, not talking about that, yeah. talking about for the actual food portions. You want to be social, you want to yeah. go out, you want to eat meals out, you want to enjoy that life, you need to spend a consistent period of time understanding what your portion sizes are. What, so you, you can guesstimate, it gives you that complete control when you mm. go and eat out, that you know and you've got a really good understanding of what the fuck you are consuming. Yeah. But if you go mm. with the approach, as I said, of scanning barcodes, easy on the go food, okay, well I'll have a prawn cocktail sandwich and a packet, oh that will do, oh the calorie, yeah. You know, don't think that even in 12 weeks after tracking, 16 yeah. weeks, you yeah. might be losing weight, but when it stops, you won't have a fucking clue. And I come back, and, I, and this, I Are say you... this to clients all the time. You know, sometimes clients can come to us and track diligently, meal prep, everything, four, six weeks, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't ask people to meal prep like hectically, but if their jobs require it, then yeah. there has to be some kind of sacrifice. Yeah. But they'll do it for four to six weeks. They'll be consistently like loving, okay, I understand this, I've got this control. Then they'll stop necessarily tracking or meal prepping. Yeah. Where like, I don't mean meal prepping four days at a fucking time. I just mean prepping a bloody meal, put a meal yeah. together. Think about your next meal. Yes, exactly. What am I eating yeah. and what's going to be in the components yeah. of it? Yeah. Like the reality is, is if you don't see X pieces of rice, yeah, pasta, yeah, yeah. like piece of steak, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you just don't know. And if you go to that methodology of, okay, I'm gonna go for convenience, do you know what I mean? And you haven't spent the time learning the meal prep, then you go out for a meal, yeah. oh, I'm not gonna track anything because I'm having a panic attack, yeah, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, I don't know yeah, how yeah. much a pizza, you, oh God, no, I'm just gonna, and it's all guesswork. And then what happens with guesswork? Disappointment. Shut the bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. So I just, I think there is this thing where there is a number of people responsible for things, but I also think that we ourselves, you, I, me, whoever the fuck's listening, you are responsible yeah. for yourself yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis. Nobody else is. Yeah. Okay? Especially Literally. You're, adult, yeah. it, you're not a child. I hope you're not a child listening to this podcast because there's far too much poor Swearing. language yeah, for that. So... But you're an adult listening to this. You have the full responsibility to yeah. look after yourself on a day-to-day -day basis. You can't rely on anybody else. You can help get help and assistance and structure and clarity, but you, you are the person, do you know what I mean? You are the one that does those actions, that decides to do that or decides not to do that. And you're the person that's feeling the brunt of it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody else. So sit with those feelings and remember 
that you can always feel automatically a huge amount better doing small adjustments in your day-to-day -day lifestyle, but you're fucking responsible yeah, for you it. Are, you are, definitely. And I had to do that. I had to turn myself and I had to say like, fuck me, Jesus, you, I'm so sick of the amount of excuses I give myself for being a fucking cretin, do you know what I mean? It's really hard for people to do that, eh? Yeah, but you know, and you you don't expect to grow, like exactly the same as like sometimes yeah. in our business, yeah. when we, me and Mark weren't molded to work together. We had the same job, you know what I mean? It was, it's been a fucking challenge sometimes trying to work. You know, we, we're the ones responsible for it, do you know what I mean, at the end of the day. And like, when there's been issues or things haven't worked out, we've got to turn back on ourselves and go, what the fuck are we doing? How yeah. are we going to get better? You yeah. know what I mean? And it's going to be uncomfortable. But then when you get past those stages and you realise that things are flowing quite well and everything's well, you realise why you did it, you know? Yeah. But I come back to the start of this podcast, which was, like, if you physically can't envision a better lifestyle, a better you, whatever the fuck that is, yeah. like, a better job, a better that, don't think it's going to come no. to you. It's no. just not. You've got to sit, stop dwelling in the present of current thing and start thinking forward, do you know what I mean? Where do I want to be? Because they say it in all of these affirmation books and all of these fucking, man, you know, if you want money, for example, you can't just say, I want fucking money. And it's like, well, how much do you want? Do you know what I mean? Where do you want to take it? Do you want 10 grand or do you want 10 million? Do you know what I mean? If you don't say the amount, you never know what you're aiming for. And it's exactly sure. the same in like, when you, when you, that's why we say, what's your short-term goal? What's your mid-term goal? What's your long-term yeah. goal? And start working towards that. Envision yourself, not, you're not scale, to, envision yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to feel the physical benefits and the mental benefits of applying, you know, these self-care habits immediately. So the, the manifestation, the visualization is what's, is what's going to keep you and get you going for the first initial phase until your body starts to adapt and, you know, the, the the assumption is that you've been consistent and adherent for weeks on end, and that's when you, you know, there's that famous saying is if you start now, in, you know, a week's time you'll feel better, and in four weeks' time you'll feel better, and then somebody will notice and give you a compliment, and then, you know, but it all it all starts with actually, you know, taking action and realizing. And I actually just want to come back to something we brought up right at the start, which is comparison to others on this, because yeah. there are a lot of people that say that, like, if you want to envision, like, a, a body that you want, do you know I mean, go and compare it to somebody else's that you envision. No, 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 no. The reality is, is like I said at the start of my journey, I could never envision myself as to what I am today, yeah. but I could envision myself being healthier feeling better yeah. what did I want and I went out and got it and I envisioned exactly what I and then I worked on that when I envisioned that and I got that and I got to the place I think I then envisioned me being where I am today to then work towards yeah. that but I just think that there has to be a point where stop thinking do you know what I mean that if you don't turn inwards look at yourself look at you know what I mean and think actually this is all a load of negativity, do you know what I mean? And I'm not going to get anywhere by speaking so shitly about myself. Yeah. Or, you know, and actually start putting it forward in your life. You'll, you'll realise you start to reap, honestly, the best rewards. Yeah. And, and most of it comes from feeling. And don't get me wrong, to feel better, there has to be a period where it's uncomfortable. 
For sure. You don't don't think when I say, oh, you you know, if you've envisioned it, it's going to be smooth sailing. No, there's going to be a period where it's very uncomfortable because that uncomfortable time comes when you can't necessarily feel it because you're doing the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're chipping away. Delayed you kind of say, yes, yeah, delayed gratification. And then one day you literally will wake up, do you know what I mean? And you'll be in the gym and you'll be like, fuck, I'm so much stronger. Or you'll be in work and you'll be like, Christ, I'm Bam. actually awake at 2 p.m. Like when you, you know, when you, your transformation for pull-ups, you went from literally really struggling with them to overnight. You were like, I can do five now. And then it was 10. There were sets of 10. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know what you're weighted. talking about. Like, I Mark, it's not about the gym more necessarily. I think it's always about... like, But yeah, progress in the gym. I always say to clients, though, when clients come on board with us, like as a coach, you've got to have somebody that comes on board for a period of time because, you know, you've got to get them somewhere do you know what I mean we've got to do our jobs in a, in a strategic manner do you know what I mean mm. like one to 12 weeks one to 16 weeks so somebody can actually buy in understand the process see a lifestyle that they envision that and love it yes. but there is this automatic thing especially when it comes to like progress in the gym like you were just saying yeah where it's got to happen every week and it's like that. Is a we? Where are you rushing to? No. Like, what's the rush? Yeah, There's no rush. It's just the fact you've got to understand to see automatic muscle gain or progress yeah. in the gym. You are going to have to increase or progressively yeah. overload. But yeah. don't think that progressive overload happens yeah, in but one to be week. Fair, you were, you were, you were trying. You had been leading up to that moment, but it seemed like it literally no, happened. No, I'll be completely overnight. honest with you. I'd never tried them. I no, but I know, but th there was a stage where you, you had, like, a very steep... You went from literally, it seemed like overnight, you went from, like, not being able to doing it to doing five, which is, like, quite a massive jump from not being able... I think able. that's from an outer perspective, to be quite honest oh, with you. Okay. I don't think that that's, like, true to what I would feel. Do you know what I mean? It happened very quickly, I assume. No, I just think that that's only when we actually... You started, like, understanding what I was training. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so... Well, I don't understand. No, it's what you don't... Un oh, God, look at you, you fucking rats. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 like... Oh, yeah, I don't understand. Please oh, explain <laughs> to me what I don't understand. No, Christ, I will. How to load a dishwasher. Um, that's literally still a problem. Why? There's, okay, explain to me what what your point of contempt with a dishwasher is. Where do I go wrong? You should know that the, number one, obviously cutlery, you know, don't put silicone things in the dishwasher. They come out smelling disgusting, okay? okay. You put all the silicone fucking spatulas, things, and then all of our food tastes like the dishwasher. It's gross. Okay. Okay, you know the dog food bowls that we put and heat the dog food bowls only fit yes. on the bottom rack. They don't, though. They don't only fit on the bottom rack. Practically speaking, the they amount of the them. I've done well. so much organisation of this. But don't they, tell me I'm no, wrong. No, I'm just, I'm just... I'm I just want to the let you know smaller bowls have do, to stack, Mark. They do fit. Do they? If yes you put no? two of those bowls, no, you'd no, only no. be able to fit Rhetorical the two. Question. Rhetorical question. No, yes absolutely. or no? Do they finish? Do they fit upstairs? No. Oh, they do. You don't lie. No. Not all of them. I'm going to take a photo. On average, off. when the dishwasher's done, there's three bowls don't that normally... Don't shift the goalposts. Do they fit? No. On the, they do? No. Okay. Now you're telling no. porkies. You're telling porkies. I said no. Um... <laughs> The dog food bowls go one, two, three. If you only do them on the top rail, like you said, oh, they only fit, blah, blah. Yeah. There's only two that fit. We always, on average, have three in the dishwasher. Okay? Why would... Uh, why would... 
The cups. Why would three not fit and only two fit? Because it's too fucking narrow. Oh, Mark, you can't fit three of those black bowls side by side on the top rail of the dishwasher. They're large, they're wide, and they're square bowls. I'm going to take a photograph. No, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to... Do you know what I'm going to post? The lawyers, the divorce lawyer paper, if you don't agree with me. No, I don't agree with you. It's stuff that I'm like this, I'm... I'm just particular. It's not because it's right or wrong. No, I'm fixated because I've done it right. Yeah, but I'm just saying there are different ways Okay, did I open the dishwasher the other day and it literally had three things in and they were all stacked in the thing the wrong way and you just said to me, oh, well, sorry, I didn't... And then you washed up everything. Think about all the waste of water. That never happened. I came into the kitchen, all of the kitchen had been washed up on the side. And I was like, oh, Christ, how much have we used? Open the dishwasher, you put it on, and there's literally just stacked like a sieve, like a chopping (laughs) board, like one bowl here, fucking a spatula (laughs) shoved in. No, there's always one person to know. (laughs) I've taught you too much about organisation. No, because you're taking the piss. Because I find it funny. I find it funny that you Your can't nose see this. Is is gonna start growing. Pinocchio. Yeah. Bruv, don't call me Pinocchio. You are the king of never remembering what you've said. <laughs> you've just forgotten. Like what you just what, no, what we were just talking about. It's, it's. I know is exactly what moment you're talking about. And if I'm not mistaken, I probably snuck in pots and pans into the dishwasher that I wasn't meant to put in there in the first place. What about your towel that you keep on hanging over wooden doors as it's wet? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let's just talk about that as well. It's not the only thing that's wet in this household. Oh, God, Jesus Christ, like Mark. Like the ceiling in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like the leak that's about to come through the parking seat. <laughs> oh, the only thing that's Adrian, wet. Oh, man like Adrian. Oh, God, with the hip. He needs I've a hip honestly thought he, this, this poor gentleman, he's had numerous health complications and the doctors told him on numerous occasions that he has to stay at home and he just, he's not interested. Yeah, and well, he, he literally is like... Literally looked like he was knocking on death's door. <laughs> and he goes so slowly up and down the stairs. And then he went down the stairs... And then he, I just I couldn't hear him carry on going. And I thought, oh, no, this dude's died on the staircase. Oh, you're so rude. He didn't... I, he gonna... was... He, like, no, because he'd had some very... Like, the lady downstairs was saying he'd had a, new, a series of very serious, like, operations in which he's completely neglected the... Oh, the, I don't believe everything that everybody says to me in this building. That's for Well, I take everybody at face value sometimes. No, a pinch of salt. Not face value, just a pinch of salt. <sighs> It's so tiring just trying to dis- dissect like the truth that comes out of people's mouths. Though. Oh, I get lied to so often. It's actually quite disappointing. No, I know. I appreciate. Like, I, know I get that. But it also just makes you... N- now that we've turned over a new leaf, it doesn't affect us because we're manifesting a very positive outcome. But sometimes it can make you just very... Not disappointed, but just very... Not better, we we take we know we're taking like we're taking a more of approach in life where sometimes you just as I said sometimes you just got to come back round and just remember to be like grateful for what you've got do you know what I mean and stop yeah. always just wanting more which I think like is so hard to do I think we all live in this thing of like why me oh my god I don't have anything why have they got it and I don't do you know what I mean and it's just like that moaning myrtle vibes you know yeah. I think you just got to be grateful like if you're listening to this podcast be grateful you can like afford a Spotify membership maybe not maybe you've got an advert in between I don't know <laughs> like literally but like you know be grateful that you've got a phone to listen to this on or be grateful for the fact that you actually know who we are 
That was a good line. That was a, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like, be grateful that you could got ears to listen to this in. You know, and actually, you just forget that sometimes you wake up, you're so ungrateful for your whole life. That you have ears. Yeah, because you could be deaf. Do you know what I mean? Then you wouldn't be Did able you ever to hear. See Uncle Ronnie, he only had half an ear. Auntie Diane's husband. Oh, Mark, I don't. Care. I don't really need to talk about Uncle so Ronnie. He's a distant. They chopped his ear off and they left a little shelf so he could hang his glasses on. Oh God, Mark! Really, honestly, I'm trying yeah. to just like talk about gratitude. You're talking about Uncle Ronnie's fucking lost ear. Christ's sake, is he dead? Yeah, he's dead. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I just think it's you know it's very hard to sometimes be grateful for what you've currently got because, yeah. like I was saying, like especially if you you're used to. I don't think it's about saying like I want this, I want this now. Do you know what I mean? But you've got yeah. to want something. Do you know what I mean? In order to There's get it. There's a difference between wanting something and being willing to put the work in to achieve it, and then there's wanting something with the expectation of just getting it, Instant, which makes yeah. you self-entitled. Yes. <laughs> which we all mean? fall in foot to at some point in our life. I would no, definitely course, say I've behaved self like, with some self-entitlement many times in my life. Oh yeah. Of course. And sometimes that's when I'm like. You know, I, I, I look at, like, designer handbags on a day to base. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'll just buy another one. Oh, I like this one. And it's like, why do you need that? You've Such never even used your... a weird obsession your... for, like, putting... You just want something to just to put stuff in. Yeah, your shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I have to carry exactly. all your stuff. I guess it's it makes... It kind of elevates It's all about organisation. Well. Like, at any chance in my whole life, I wouldn't socialise as a child. I'd reorganise my bedroom. It was like the best feeling when you'd literally just reorganized your bedroom as a child. That was like the ultimate. And then I'd tell my parents, my parents would come upstairs, see my bedroom organized, do you know what I mean? And then it would just be like a fucking thrill. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So that's the same with the handbag for me. It's just got to do be designed. Do you not think alarm bells should have been going off with all Chris and Jane when that was happening? I think they did. They just let it kind of yeah, like, like they were just oh, hoping no. at some point she'd come back around and manifest not being so weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it only took you like 50 years. All right, I didn't realise you knew me for all my life. Do you know what I mean? I didn't manifest I you. We were, I don't know why I, I fucking even soulmates. said that. <laughs> I'm taking back what I said. No, I think we're destined to be soulmates. No, but if, if, see law of attraction if somebody's like i want you i will get you but we're not saying it like mm. fucking signaling it mm. obviously naturally surely the other person's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah like oh, literally yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you try to kiss me on the bus fuck off mark right we'll be ending the podcast i didn't honestly yeah, i know you didn't kiss me because i pied you Right, okay, I'm going <laughs> to pie you fucking, and I'm going to go celibate for a whole fucking year. So. No, please don't. Yeah, exactly. So, no sucky sucky. No sucky sucky. No. Absolutely don't deserve that. You just said that you pied me. You had my head on your fucking lap, do you know what no, I mean? I Even with a girlfriend. So don't even talk to me about that. Naughty. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Exactly. Yeah. I hope you don't have a girlfriend now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Two women, awful. Oh, uh, <laughs> literally, too much. Sick. I could never deal with two men. Christ, it would be like two little small children, to be quite honest with well, you. The weird one is like when the people have like completely different families, like wife, kids, completely separate lives. Oh. Crazy. It is crazy. Right, we're going to end this podcast. I've just got a notification from Facebook Marketplace telling me that there's a sofa bed that I really want that we're going to go and purchase. Are we? 
Yeah, because it's actually really nice and it's quite it's quite a good price. Why we said we that we needed. Oh, so forbid, so we can host all our guests. No, not it was actually to host you when you decide to like fucking make too much noise at night or have a moment where the fan's not working. I it's... make too much noise and I'm doing what? Oh, from my allergies. <laughs> from your allergies, yeah. Which Mark always gets allergies in winter, and mm. I think it's African. I think mm. it's the fact you're allergic to British winter. Yeah, I think so too. Because it's really weird. You don't get any allergies in the summer, and then suddenly you're like all snotty. You're not cold. It's just I got allergies. Allergies are... in the summer, though, didn't I? Well, that's oh. when we threw out the uh, the orange tree. <laughs> yeah, that our next our downstairs neighbour stole. Oh, don't be so dramatic. He anyway. Stole. Anyway, yeah. everyone, everyone, uh, okay, that was guys. a great podcast, wasn't it, Just? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I go delusional doing uh, this. Okay, um, speak to you next time. Next Have a good Friday. week. Bye. Bye.